Welcome to Sober.Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober.Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober.CoffeePodcast and on Twitter at SoberCoffeePod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey, good morning there, Glenn. Hey, brother. How you doing, man? They had our table available for us this morning. Dude, I know, and I'm sitting at a different seat. It kind of feels a little funky, but you got to change things up every night. Speaking of seats, man, I had dinner last night with my wife and some uh, friends. Great restaurant, great food. Everything was perfect. The seat I was sitting in, oh, my gosh. I mean, it was terrible. You know, you spend all that money for a restaurant, right? Why not? Get good seat, good chair. Did Sorry. you tip? Did you tip the chair? Uh, no, I didn't tip the chair, but I tipped the, the waitress really well because a that's what we do, and secondly, it, she was a rock star. So it was good. But anyhow, hey, coffee this morning, bright and early. Well, I had coffee. I had coffee, pre-coffee coffee, and I spilled it on myself. <laughs> yeah. So I almost want to say, again? I just want to say, people, welcome to the silver.coffee.spillonyourshirt.com <clears throat> session. So I have to tell you this. I, I got out of my car this morning. I have an empty can of uh, bubbly, not to promote bubbly, but bubbly water. Yeah. Right? And it fell on the uh, uh, driveway. Um, and it, like, made me shiver. It made me think of the old days. Yeah. <laughs> empty cans yeah. piling out of your car. I could have used some of the bubbly water to clean up my coffee stain. Yeah. Truth. <clears throat> hey, uh, real quick before we get started this morning, um, you know, got an email into our uh, into our podcast and uh, and uh, you shared that with me this morning that was fantastic uh, Patricia reached out to us and uh, and I, I gotta tell you it uh, it means a lot when when uh, our coffee mates reach out to us they yeah, um, love love getting emails and it's it, it's really cool you know it, it it takes us back to kind of behind the counter Right. 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 When we when we started out, we said, "Hey, why are we doing this? Right? We're not doing this for money. We're not doing this yep. for any financial gain. In yep. fact, it's just the opposite." Um, but you know, why are we doing this? And and we came back and, and we said, "Hey, you know, we want to tell our stories. You know, um, for those on the sober path to recovery, our stories of experience, strength, and hope, and in in hopes that maybe it helps one person." That's right. That's right. And do you have it? Let's, sounds can, it sounds to me like let's, uh, uh, read it. It sounds to me like Patricia uh, found a little hope, and and uh, like you said, it is all just about the one person. But uh, Patricia just said another great episode. You know, loved it. Perfect for the morning drive. Gosh, and I, if I lived by all my feelings, uh, I'd be in the grave by now. Thank God for this program for people like you. Peace, Patricia. Patricia, peace back to you. Um, again, one person. You know, Podcastville is a place that, you know, I think people are looking for experience, strength, and hope. Others experience the strength and the hope to move forward. And I think they're finding it in Zoom rooms today. I think they're finding it in Podcastville. I think they're finding it in the rooms of uh, of 12-step programs. Yeah, it's funny. I have a uh, I have an anonymous Twitter account. You know, it's, that's, that's pretty big. And, you know, so I, I, I share the the um, podcast on that and... and, and People are like, man, this is great because I would never go in a room. Right, right. You know, so it's so. And, you know, the only reason I want to spend a minute touting it this morning is because, uh, again, tell your friends, tell uh, tell somebody who's struggling. Just a couple of guys. We're no geniuses. We're no experts at this this uh, recovery thing. But, um, but we have our own story. And if our story can help 
you shape your story, then that's that's what it's all about. So thank you very much, Patricia. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we we love hearing from folks. So what's uh what's topic this morning, coffee mate? So I don't know, man. I've been thinking about um about prayer. Mm. Um, you know, I hear in the rooms and just my own, you know, daily life. You know, prayer is an important part, right? But I hear so many people just like, man, I, I just don't get it, right? So, you know, I, I, I love what you just said about not being experts. We're not experts. We, we've said that from day one. We're, we're two guys that are on the same path, you know, same path trying to get through today without having a drink and, and trying to live better. Um, but, you know, prayer has been a very impactful part of, of my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not from the beginning. Um, you know, I, I like to underline, uh, you know, sometimes quickly, mostly slowly, <laughs> um, you know, but it has grown into a, a you know, really key, key part. And I was talking to, to my wife and, and she says, hey, you know, what are you guys having coffee over? I said, I think we're going to talk about prayer. And, and she goes, you know, because I've never seen prayer work in life until I see it in you. Hmm. And she goes, whenever I need to pray something, I have you pray for it because it works. You got the inside track, and, and, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm still thinking about that. But you know, I have seen like we talk about that dial faith and facts. I've seen prayer work, mm-hmm. you know, period, mm-hmm. end of story. Prayer works, right? So right. Let, let let's just chat about it a little bit, and, and you know, digging in, and just to remind folks, we kind of break this down. We've been trying to keep it 18 minutes, but we've been you know not very successful lately. We've been on 21 or 28 or whatever, but. Uh, we, we break each session down into three sections. One is kind of sharing our experience, what happened, right? Um, second is strength. You know, what do we do in the sober gym? What do we do in the rooms? What do we do outside the rooms um, to really focus and get better? And then the third section is hope, right? That, you know, A, what did we go through? What did we do? And now, you know, what happened because of it or what's happening or what are we still expecting to happen? Mm-hmm. So from experience, you know, what was your experience, you know, early on with, with prayer? and Yeah, you know, and, and it, it really what, what happens when you're young, I've, I've found out as I got older, you know, so much of what happens in, in your life, what transpires in your experience growing up uh, shapes you whether you like it or not as you go get older. And I only say that because, you know, for me... I've talked about it before, I think, at a coffees, but, you know, I had that moment of realization when I was young. It was just a simple question posed to myself, you know, is, is this all by happenstance or is there a higher power? And uh, my moment of clarity was uh, I probably was six, seven years old, and I was laying out on the front lawn looking up at the stars and just realized just that, you know, the way my – I came to the realization at six, seven years old that – Things were working. I could move my fingers without thinking about it. I was breathing Mm. in and out without any conscious decision. Uh, You know, things were growing and dying around me. Uh, And I looked up at the vast stars. That was back in the day when you weren't in the city, right? (laughs) So, I mean, I saw stars, right? And uh, and I just thought, you know, who who are you? And and I came to the realization I'm not God. I'm not. I'm not a higher power. I didn't create the universe. I don't know who did. It took me years to maybe come to that realization or that understanding. But what I what I understand what I understood early on was that I'm not the creator of the universe, and so that was kind of my foundation going through life. So 
it was it was it was a it was a conscious uh, understanding through my life that I'm not God. You know, I love what you put, and I, I got to think on that. But I love what you put. You know, hey, when, when we're young, right? And, and I'm sitting here thinking, when we're young, um, because I have some input from prayer when I was young. And when we're young, we're controlled, right? You know, and maybe that's not the right way to put it, but you know, we're we're directed by other people's input, direction. Sometimes we're just flat out told, mm-hmm. "This is what we do," right? And and that shapes, you know, kind of how we what we take through life. Um, and I really like how you put that. Um, for me, when, when I was young, um, you know, and specifically for, for prayer, I remember going to church and, you know, sitting in the church aisle. And, and prayer was, I mean, our, our church services then were probably, you know, an hour and 20 minutes. And I started cursing at the hour mark because why are we going over again? I'm going to get home and play. Right? Not out loud, I hope. <clears throat> no, it wasn't out loud. I would have gotten smacked. Um, you know, but I, prayer was part of the church service. I remember because I would time it. It would be like 11 or 12 minutes of prayer. Wow. And, uh, you know, guys would get up in the pulpit, and, and, you know, it was almost like a contest. Um, you know, who can use the biggest words? Who can sound the, the, the most holy? Who can sound the most reverent? And, and you know, the bigger words you use and, 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 you know, the inflection and how you say it, the more God listens, mm. not mm-hmm. right. But you know, they use words like sanctification and whatnot. You know, um, you know. So that's that's kind of my baseline of what I grew up with. And and you know, you know, I'll talk a little bit later about kind of what things are like today. But it's nothing like that. Right. You know, it's no contest. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think I was ever taught to pray. Uh, you know, in my in my youth and even my adolescence, you know, I went to mm, that's yeah, I went to a private uh, relig- religious high school. It's funny. My, and and know, they didn't my, teach you how to pray? Yeah, no. Right. No, they really didn't. Uh, uh, they taught me how to uh, make sure the tuition was paid on time. <laughs> Number one priority, right? That's right. So, you know, clearly our journeys and what we've been through and being in the rooms, there, there's a phrase that um, that we hear a lot, right? And, and so growing up in church, they, they were one set of prayers. And then, you know, being a drunk as I was, um, you know, we had this phrase called foxhole prayers, mm-hmm. right? Um, so h- how do you define foxhole prayers? Oh, I shot them up all the time, you know. Oh, don't let them pull me over. Uh, please don't let them pull me over. Please let me get home safe. Uh, please let me make sure there's money left on this credit card to buy this next round. Yeah, I shot them up. So so if I could paraphrase that, when you're in deep shit, deep shit. you pray? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. foxhole prayer. Yeah, so I had um, I had two foxhole prayers. Okay. Uh, that, that I was very uh, they were my go-to. Okay. And it was when I was in deep shit. It was usually e- either in deep shit or, you know, I was drunk again. I couldn't get out of you know I just couldn't get sober. I was you know one month of over and over every single day just rolls right into the next. Um, so my two prayers were, God. Um, please give me a million dollars. Okay, that because that would solve your whatever woe you were in having. In my mind, at that point, one million dollars was the ticket sure. out of hell. Sure. Second one was, God, please stop these shakes. Mm. They were my two go-to, and I've, I've said them five hundred times, thousand times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I said them a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, 
guess what? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going through that, I never opened my bank account and had a million dollars. And God never stopped the shakes. I always had to go to a hospital. I always had to get, you know, one more detox, one more, you know, rounds of Ativan would eventually calm those shakes down. Um, and then, you know, as I think of prayer, um, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it was 2003, right? I sat my uh, parents down who were very religious and, and they believed in prayer. And, you know, I, you know, I'm sitting there telling my mom and, and my dad about my alcoholism. And, and they just sat there and, and they almost weren't concerned. They almost weren't phased. You know, and I don't know if they understood how bad it was. I think they did. But my mom very peacefully came back. She's like, Glenn, all you have to do is pray about it. And I'm like, Mom, you know, don't feel, you know, I, I didn't say this out loud, but in, in my, because I respect and love the crap out of her. But in my mind, I'm like, you know, Mom, that's a bunch of crap. You know, I, um, there's no way, Mom. You know, this is serious stuff. I mean, I'm like, come on. And um, she's like, no. She's like, all you should do is pray. And I'm like, Mom, I got 10 doctors at, at you know, Rush. I got the head of psychology at Rush, you know, working on my case. I got this panel of doctors. I got all these medicines. I got all science behind it. And she just shook her head. She goes, all you have to do is pray. And... Um, you know, as, as, as we go through, as we look back on, on our little chat today, it's amazing how accurate she was. Yeah, right. <clears throat> you know, it just was. So, Well, it, took, it takes a while to, you know, it takes a while to absorb that. That, You know, the, the way I see it, really, Glenn, and this happened to me in, uh, you know, in my transformation as I, you know, began working the, the 12 steps and focused on the, the first three steps, literally focused on connecting with the higher power, right? And, and I came to the realization that if, if, if I was going to buy into step two, that there was a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity, and if, if I was ready to turn my will and my life over to the care of that God as I understood him, right, I, that, it's not a one-and-done thing. That's the realization I came to. It's not a one-and-done thing. I've got to now fuel or feed that relationship. It's a relationship mm-hmm. now because now we're in this game together. We're in the game of recovery together. It's no longer just about me. So it's not just like, okay, I accept there's a higher power. Yes, I give it over to him. Okay, next, let's get to step four because I've got things to do. No, it's not that at all. It, it's the breath. It's the fuel in that for that engine, if you will, that higher power. Does that make any sense? Totally. So, you know, where in the program, I mean, is that when you first started being aware of prayer again or oh or, or. absolutely that that point the point of clarity well so many things were becoming clear as i became sober right that's just a that's just a positive uh, byproduct of becoming sober things become clear which sometimes works to your benefit sometimes it, it really stresses you out but but as it relates to prayer you know yeah i came to the realization that i had to keep that engine moving i had to keep it fueled that higher power engine fueled i came to the realization that there was a higher power that wanted a relationship with me uh more than just a request list and but but prayer was the conduit of communication right because i don't know about you but i don't have god's email address no totally and you know as i think and and again i wish i took better notes um but early in the program well you know, September of 2014 is when I surrendered, right? So surrender to me was, I will do anything you tell me to do. 
I just can't take that next drink. And then it meant a lot beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. It, it meant I had to, I had to unlearn a lot of things. And I had to learn new ways of doing things, right? I had to be open to taking direction. And, and you know, this prayer stuff, you know, when, when people said, oh, you have to pray, I'm like, I went back to those church prayers. I'm like, I got to dust off my, my big words, you know? Or I also know a lot of prayers are just like recited. And, mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, I, I don't want to say it's not meaningful, but, but, but to me, if I just recite something over and over again, I mean, I did that growing up with, you know, our mm-hmm. prayer, we, our grace that we said at meals, you know, I mean, it didn't mean anything and just recite it. Right. Um, <clears throat> dub dub, thanks for the grub. Absolutely. It was something like that. You know, I'd probably forget it today, but. Um, you know, I, I had to be open. Part of my surrender, I had to be open to learning new ways of doing things, mm-hmm. right? E- even things I wasn't comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had enough faith in the program at the time that even though I was uncomfortable, it would be okay. Well, I turned to I turned to Amazon. I mean, that's how desperate I was, Glenn. I turned to Amazon to tell me, find me the book, uh, give me the ebook, give me the audio book, tell me how to pray because I didn't know how to pray. Did you really? I did. God, that's awesome. Yeah, and there was a ton of resources out there, and I read pray a lot for of dummies. Stuff. Prayer for right exactly, <laughs> I, I I AKA uh, prayer for Mike. Um, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, but you know what? I came to the realization that I think that's like the fifth time I use realization. Yeah, it's the big word syndrome. Uh, I came to the understanding that uh, you know you got to start where you are. You know that was that was my. I didn't know even after reading the books that I've got on Amazon, it, what it all came down to. I just had to shut up. And just speak from the heart, and just start from where I was at, and and not worry about being a profound prayer, but but just to just to reflect what was on my heart uh, in a, in a way that was healthy. Yeah. So you went to Amazon. Yep. To to learn and take direction. Um, I got it from my church. So you know, I go to this church. It's come as you are. We've talked about it before, and you know, I thought it meant flip flops. You know, it really does because I love wearing flip-flops at church. Um, but, but it's really come as you are spiritually, and, man, I needed that. I needed a welcome mat that's saying, hey, you know, you're a prodigal son. You're coming home. You're trying to figure this out, you know, this whole spirituality thing out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So I, they, they did a session, and probably at the two-year mark, on, on prayer. And, and I realized, you know, a lot of what I had known— was was significantly different. I, I'm not going to say it was wrong, but significantly different than this new way of looking at and learning about a new way of prayer. <clears throat> and one of the things we, we we have this pastor, you know, he's not our head, he's one of the pastors. He's got long blonde hair, you know, tats all over, right? And 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 he gets up on stage, you know, and and I think this was during the the session on prayer, but but he talks about a relationship with God, not all the rules, not all the regiments, you know, but having a relationship. He gets up, he puts his arms out, you know, he puts his head back, he shakes his hair. Daddy. You know, I, I was waiting for the lightning to hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it just, you know, what, what hit me was the relationship. You know, it's like my daughter's, you know, coming to me you know, and saying, Daddy, there was nothing better in the world, right? And, and, and what I'm understanding is that, you know, God wants to have a relationship with us, and he wants us to try to have a relationship with him, and it pleases him. It, mm-hmm. It's a cool thing, right? So, you know, I, I, I just learned, 
you know, how to pray. Um, you know, I, I, and, and it worked. It started, it was more of a conversation, right? And, and today I don't pray for a million dollars, you know. Today I don't pray for things. I pray for patience. I pray for courage. I pray for peace, you know. But what, what I mostly pray for mm-hmm. is others. Right. Well, you know, and, and isn't that the thing? I, uh, there's a prayer that we say at the end of some meetings I go to, 12-step, and it's the Lord's Prayer, right? So, uh, but there's, you know, the one line that, that I really embrace is, you know, that kingdom come, and then it follows up with, thy will be done. So, good reminder. That, again, it's good a good direction. Yeah, you know, it goes, it, it, it shoots me back to when I was six, seven years old, and uh, I'm not God. So, it, uh, let, let his will be done. It just it brings a, it takes a whole lot of stress and responsibility off of my shoulders, you know. Um, let your will be done in this scenario, and 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 sometimes that's that doesn't play out exactly the way I want it to play out, but it but it plays out in the way that my my higher power wants it to play out, and and that's a for me that's brings me to a place of peace and serenity. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. I mean. My uh, church was was one source, and then secondly, AA is a source of you know kind of helping shape prayers. You know, in fact, you know, I I printed out a bunch of um, just references from the the big book and and the twelve and twelve on on talk about prayer. And um, you know, the first thing it says because hey, I I was very sensitive about prayer. You know, I was like self conscious, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, the big book. Uh, in, into the chapter, into action, page 85. It says, hey, we shouldn't be shy on the matter of prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was very shy. I was very shy about spirituality. God forbid, growing up, if anybody saw me carry a Bible, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, I, you know, that just was, you know, crushing. Um, you know, but, but there's, there's probably... I think there's 43 times in the big book in 12 and 12, it, you know, it talks about prayer, mm-hmm. you know, rewards of meditation and prayer. Well, and there's some real gems in there too. I mean, the serenity prayer, uh, there's the long version, you know, there's the short version that we all know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. But the long, the long form of that is living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardship in the pathway to peace is the pathway to peace. Um, taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy and and with him forever in the next. I mean, you know, I, I, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, so so I think if if we talk about how do you learn, you know, what did we do in the sober gym to learn how to pray, right? One I think is surrender and say, hey, you know, I'm open to learning a new way. I'm I'm open to prayer. I'm open to trying this. Right. You know, the first thing about prayer for me, prayer changes the prayer. Right. You know, it gets me outside of my head. You know, which is a a fumbling place to be. Right. But it gets me outside of my head. <clears throat> so. So I, th- then it's learned, right? So church was one, but through AA, you know, and, and I personally am not a fan of just reciting prayers. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think at some point there's a disconnect and there's just, you know, I've seen people in church just roll off prayers and they're thinking about the football game, but their lips are moving, right? right. But 
from a from a developmental and understanding and learning standpoint, there are some really good prayers, and you just read one of them um, in AA, kind of used as a template, mm-hmm. if you will, kind of a get started template. Right. And 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 maybe it's get started and continue doing them if it works for you. Right. For me, it was a great get start, and then I expound through more conversational prayer, more custom prayer, I guess. Right. right. Um, but we actually printed some out. Yeah, you know, another one that really jumped jumps out at me, it's it's found on uh, page 59 of the Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book. And uh, it's it's a prayer that they say after the third step, right? And so these first three steps are quite spiritual. So it's called the third step prayer? It's called the third step prayer. And it says, uh, it says this, God, I offer myself to thee, okay, to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of my bondage of self, that I may do better. Um, thy will, take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do they always, thy will always, amen. You know, again, it's, it's, it's talking about mm. the higher power's will. There's a lady in the program that I go to several meetings with. I love her to death. And she's got a phrase, and it just says, "May the, you know, may the universe unfold as it as it may, mm. you know, or as it shall." I think she says, and sounds like God's will, right? You, right, you know, exactly. At the universe is just going to unfold the way it should. Right. Who, who am I to change the course of the universe? And that's what third prayer, third prayer, uh, step prayer. But you know, I, you said something interesting. It is it, these prayers, and even the Lord's prayer. You know, you have, I have two options at the end of every meeting when it's prayed. I can either just recite it, right, and think about what I got going after the meeting, or I can buy Which into Which is what it. I do sometimes. Yeah, well, I've, I've trained myself to buy into each each sentence, each word. Just buy into it, but totally embrace each word, each sentence, and and, and feel it. No, I, you know, I love that word, embrace. And then, I, so, so that's a pretty good guide on... Kind of how how to pray, some structures, some resources. Um, how often do you pray? Oh, multiple times throughout the day. I mean, I would say that my I'm, I bookend my days with prayer, and um, you know, I, I I don't I'm not on my knees. I'm not in a chapel. I'm, you know, but I might be sitting out on my back deck with a cup of java and uh, looking at the sunrise, and I just close my eyes and just you know really start my day by saying you know thank you thank you for another day another breath another opportunity to s- share and and experience and and savor this um you know and then and then i close out my day as well with uh with a prayer just thinking that i you know honestly that i made it through the day sober uh which is the most important thing to me um because without sobriety i don't have anything but then throughout the day, Glenn, I'm I'm shooting them up there. I'm I'm there because rapid fire, ra- rapid fire. You know, wow, <laughs> thank right? you. You know, wow, thank you. Uh, give me the wit. Even before we have our coffees, you know, give. Let this be about you, Lord. Let this be about you. Don't let it. Oh, be I thought about you were me. down there on on your knees looking for something to drop. You were yeah, actually saying right. a prayer I'm before. Saying, you- yeah, picking up my <laughs> my spritzer water. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you know, it's funny, <clears throat> as you say, rapid fire. So, you know, sometimes early on, because I I can, over time, I've gotten used to just praying throughout the day. But early on, I used to really, I needed something to remind me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a, a cell phone, 
you know, just like a lot of people do. And my cell phone is an amazing device. It can do a ton of things. But guess what? It needs plugged in. It needs to be plugged in. You know, it doesn't matter how. It's a billion-dollar-plus product. Wait, your phone cost a billion dollars? <laughs> might as well. You never see my cell phone bill. But, I mean, it has to be plugged in. You know, so early on, I said to myself, okay, every time I plug in my cell phone, I'm going to say a prayer. Oh. You know, and, and back then, it's so funny because my cell phone sucked back then. So I was plugging it in every like two hours, right? right so I prayed. Right. Pray. So, so now I got an upgraded one, and now the thing lasts 12 hours. Days. Yeah, three days. <laughs> totally. Right. So my, uh, prayer, my, my reminders are less. But through that time, you know, now I've got a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I've noticed is that my foxhole prayers pretty much gone away. And, and I, think, I think the reason for that is because I have changed the way I live and I don't get in those shit piles mm-hmm. as much as I used to when I was drinking. Right. So if you don't live in a shit, you know, you don't need those, you know, foxhole prayers. Um, but a lot of my prayers today are for gratitude. You know, it's for strength. It's for gratitude. Hey, hey, God, this thanks, man. This is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and as well with everything else in this program, you know, I try prayer, and I have seen facts. Right. Factually, the prayer works. So, so my question. I know to you, you have two. No, yeah, I have two. But my my question to you would be, you know, is is, is prayer more important than the program, or is the program more important than the prayer? And and I, I, I'm setting you up because I've got the answer to that. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's right. in, it's inhaling. Yeah. Is inhaling more important than exhaling? <laughs> That's right. It's right. You know, you, you kind of need need both. But I will tell you, the program mm-hmm. brought me to prayer. Right. Absolutely. I never would have ever had a relationship with God, or prayer, or the communication, um, if if I didn't have this this program. Right. And also. You know, I think, you know, a key part of, of prayer, because a lot of people, and I don't get down on my knees. I know some people do. I did once. I just, you know, I'm not there yet. But, right. right. Um, but I also understand that um, a key part of prayer is spending time, quiet time, listening, listening back. Well, prayer meditation is... Yeah, because the conversation is sure. two ways. That's right. right? And, and if you just put it out there and... You know, God could be speaking to you. God could be showing you stuff. But if you're so busy, you're not paying attention. Right. You know, like, well, prayer doesn't work. Well, do you spend quiet time and listen? And right. You know, and God speaks to me in many ways. He speaks to me through you. He speaks to me through people in the rooms. And and you know, it just it just works today. I have too too much proof. Well, you so, have to listen. You have yeah, to listen. So, so I I have to go back. What book did you buy from Amazon? Well, I bought several. I, you know, one that I'll reference multiple times. It's a book by uh, Emmett Fox, and uh, it's a book called The Sermon on the Mount. And I love. All right, so we'll uh, put that up on the site. Yeah, put for... it up on the site. It's great. You know, if you if you look at if you look at the the premise behind The Sermon on the Mount, you know, it was the last big um, session that uh, uh, that the Bible you know spells out and explains Jesus' last big preach, and. Uh, you know, it's just if I were going to give my last sermon, um, you know, I probably would be saying some pretty important things. Uh, the book itself is phenomenal, but there's a prayer in the back that I I brought it in today because I knew we were going to be talking about prayer. Yeah, you know, it's the forgiveness prayer. It's on page 175, and 
you know, you talked a little bit about just reciting prayers, but this is a prayer to be recited, but there's a premise behind it. Um, and I'm from page 175, and this has worked for me. Um, it says, this method of forgiving is this. Get by yourself and become quiet. Repeat any prayer that applies uh, to you or read a chapter of the Bible. So get into a quiet place and then say this prayer quietly. I fully and freely forgive, insert name Glenn. I lose him <laughs> and let him go. I completely forgive the whole business in question. As far as I'm concerned, it is finished forever. I cast the burden of resentment upon the Christ within me. He is free now, and I am free too. I wish him well in every phase of his life. That incident is finished. The Christ truth has set us both free, I thank God. And then it says, get up and go about your business. On no account, repeat this act of forgiveness. I don't have right. to pray it again. I held... I held such a resentment and such anger towards a certain individual when I first tried this prayer. I've used this prayer multiple times. And I tried, I tried to forgive. I said I forgave, but I didn't forget. Uh, I just carried this burden around with me. And practicing this prayer and handing that person the betterment of their life over to the care of the same God that I understood, the same a higher power that I understand this God I hand over myself to I hand that person over to so that they're praying for their benefit and then walk away from it. Yeah, it I'm changes done. things. It changes things. <clears throat> so one key takeaway for me today um, is you know I kind of came in as a cynic about these um, template prayers, mm -hmm. right? The ones that are written out and, and probably a cynic because they didn't do or mean anything for me, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, I'm just used to people reciting them and I'm used to, you know, especially when folks do it in different languages, right? I'm like, how do you get anything out of that? Mm -hmm. But I think what I learned today um, from our conversation from you and, and from reading that is I think I was doing it wrong, right? And, and if I think if I, if I use the pre-written prayers as a template, but think about them as I'm Deeply. reading them, Instead of just trying to get through them, right? right? And what, what you shared is, you know, when we do the Lord's Prayer, you know, you focus on every word, right? Um, you know, when I, re when I recite the Lord's Prayer at the end of the meetings, I'm thinking about throwing my, my coffee cup out. I'm thinking about who I got to see at the other, you know. So it's, it's, it's me and how I was going about it. So I, I, that was a really key takeaway for me today, and I really appreciate that. Well, my takeaway is to, uh, is to come to, to, to my higher power, um, on a personal level, to come as I as I am, as you said, come as you are. You know, it's okay to wear flip flops. You know, I did a little quick reading. Well, I know we got to get out of here. I did a little quick reading, and I know there's people waiting for our table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Literally, um, we've got. Uh, you know, it says in, in the Bible, which is which is kind of my textbook to spirituality. Uh, it talks about the fear of God, fearing God. Well, you know, that doesn't. It's not defined as being afraid of. It, it, it's meant to be reverent, it, it respect, you know, but and real. It, it, it's it, it's this is so it's not to be afraid of. It's it's to embrace the the reverency and the respect for for that being. Mm -hmm. So anyway, prayer changes the prayer, brother. Prayer changes the prayer. Hey, this has been good. I, I think we went a couple of minutes over eighteen. 
Uh, but again, but, yeah, who cares? If, for those of you that are driving into work listening to this, just tell them you're sorry you're late, but have them check out Sober.Coffee. Third time driving around the uh, car. And, and hey, just a quick heads up. Yes. Um, on prayer, this is part one. Part one, right. So we have part two coming up. Don't want to miss that. No, we, a great we, we have a gentleman that's going to read this prayer that for me, I mean, I, I will just say you got to listen to part two. All right. Sounds great. Hey, Glenn, right. have a great day, man. Brian, thanks, brother. All right, thanks, Brian. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. Stay safe in the city of Chicago. Beautiful city.